love what you're doing, love what you're selling, feel like you're truly helping people. Sales are usually the slice of the business pie that no one really wants to touch. It gets swept under the rug as much as possible until you just can't anymore. That's why I'm so glad you get to hear from Leslie Douglas of JB Sales as she shares specific tips on how to make sales not such a burden and start seeing the fruits of your labor. You're listening to Selfish. This is where we bring self-care and bravery together to encourage you to follow your dreams. Here is your host, your favorite selfish enthusiast, Allie Hembree-Martin. Before we jump in, have you been struggling with getting your social media created for the month? Or are you just not even to that point yet and are still posting on the fly? I totally get it because I was there too. But I started practicing what I preach, and I'm now planning out my content one month in advance. I cannot believe I waited this long to do this because I've now gotten my system down to only taking me 30 minutes to plan one full month of highly converting social media posts. Yep. And you can too. Visit socialwithally.com to download my plan for you. That's socialwithally.com. Leslie, I am so excited for our conversation today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm excited too. All right. So just kick us off and tell us about yourself. Well, I'm Leslie Douglas. I'm an Aquarius. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I am uh, first and foremost, the mother to a very bold kindergarten girl, always keeping me on my toes. But um, I like to consider myself a story collector. I'm really passionate about supporting salespeople in their growth, in their journey. And um, right now for work, I am serving as the director of sales training over at JB Sales. I love it. And I'm excited because we're diving into the topic of sales today. And I loved this tidbit about you, that you have occupied almost every position on a sales team that there is. And you've done it both for fast growing startups and Fortune 500 companies. So I I just love that you're going to be able to give us some really good insight from all different perspectives today. So in a nutshell, what is the key to being a good sales representative? Ooh, I like it. Um, I would say that the key to being a good sales representative is feeling passionate about the product or service that you're selling, having some sort of connection there, and then just, I call it grit, but having that grit, that determination to keep moving forward. There are so many obstacles that a salesperson comes across in their day-to-day life, and not everyone is buying what you have to offer all the time. So you have to love what you're doing, love what you're selling, feel like you're truly helping people, but then you also just have to have that determination, that grit to keep moving forward. That's really good. And you talk a lot about really bringing in the topic of personalization and even personalization at scale. Mm -hmm. So talk to us more about what that is and and really how you do that. 
Yeah, Ali, this is the number one question I get on a consistent basis. Like, mm. how do I how do I scale personalization? And the big secret that no one wants to hear is that y- you can't, right? That's mm. why it works. Personalization works because there's not an automation button. But I do think we can all be more efficient at it. And I think that a tip that works really well, no matter where you are, what you're selling, is understanding the people who you're calling into. I'm not talking on a surface level. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, marketing will do research into a, a type of person or something I can Google that helps, but really diving in ourselves. So for me, I start asking people, what are you held accountable to? I try to understand how they get paid, how they get promoted by having conversations with people, either in my network, people who um, in your own organization who might have that title, or even clients you have a really good relationship with, and, and just ask questions to better understand their role. And that helps in my experience, lead to better conversations with my prospects about topics that they really care about. So um, as an example, so I'm not too vague here, I'm calling into VPs of sales all the time. And some of the things that I'm talking about with my own network of people is, when is the last time you responded favorably to a cold outreach? Was it a call? Was it an email? What, What caught your attention there? What made you say yes? And then I'm like, oh, by the way, will you share that with me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then once I can understand what they care about, I can start to build out either email templates or structures or call structures so that I can have more relevant conversations without spending a ton of time researching them or their organization individually, but connecting with them on something that matters. And I think a big piece of of why I wanted to talk to you is really that I think a lot of business owners think about all the roles that they have to play in their business. Mm -hmm. And sales is probably, I would guess, is probably one of those roles that they don't really enjoy playing in their business. Yes. (laughs) So some some probably don't even, uh, may have not even gone down that path and may not be focused on sales specifically. If there is somebody listening that really is wanting to start just focusing on sales and making a, a specific effort week in, week out, where would you tell them to get started? I think as a business owner, especially, you know, small business owners, that's so true. It is a challenging piece of the puzzle because a lot of times you're more the creative side, but you have this vision and you are so attached to your company. You are your best salesperson. So I think the first thing comes from finding roots in, you know, your product, your service, your offering better than anyone else. How is it helping people understanding the questions that you asked yourself about your business in the first place on, you know, how are people really benefiting from this? And then being able to turn that into a conversation. Um, I, I think that's where I would start, but then the most common thing I hear from small businesses, entrepreneurs on this side of things is just prioritizing it and making time for it. If you don't have it on your calendar, if this isn't something that you want to, you know, you 
if it's the first thing to leave when someone else calls you, (laughs) then it will never get done. But if you can just prioritize an hour a day of sending some messages out, trying to find people who fit in that ideal client um, space, then I think that it has a snowball effect. Start slow. You don't see that instant gratification, but just setting aside an hour a day send out three, five messages. And then from there, it will just continue to grow. So you are a big advocate on focusing on time management. So would you share some specific time management practices that you do in your everyday career? Yeah, I think this is something we will all always be improving. I'm not gonna pretend I have it all together, but there are a few things that help me drastically. Um, That what we were just talking about, being able to set specific time aside with an agenda. We do this with our clients, our prospects. We do it with any meeting that we're in with anyone else, right? We send, here's an agenda of all the things we're going to cover together. We sometimes ask if there's anything they want to cover so that we're prepared and we feel confident, Hmm. but we're not doing this for ourselves, And we're setting ourselves up for failure when we're not setting an agenda for ourselves. So this was a big game changer for me now. Like if we're using the prospecting example, I put prospecting on my calendar, but I get really specific. Who am I prospecting into? Whether it's a link or a list of names, why am I calling? What are some topics that I'm going to discuss with them? Just so that it's not a word on the calendar because that's really easy to ignore. But if I put something very specific and I have an agenda, I'm much more likely to be able to just show up and make it happen. I feel more confident. I think that also would encourage you to not cross it off your list and just assume that you could do that same task the next day or Mm -hmm. the next week. Um, I'm listening to fanatical prospecting right mm, now. And I'm sure okay. that, yeah, I'm just, I'm just say, I'm sure that's a big uh, book in, in the sales industry. And just that idea of making those appointments for yourself and you're not going to just randomly cancel on a prospect when they book a, an appointment with you. So why would you cancel that appointment with yourself? And I love the added factor of having that agenda, because I think that even puts more pressure of like, no, I have to get this specific topic or or task done within prospecting to really make it a concrete thing that has to get done and not just something that just keeps getting bumped. Exactly. It's the first thing to get bumped, even if this is someone's main focus as a sales rep, prioritizing that cold outreach. It's the first thing to get bumped. So if I can really set some specifics around it. It helps. You're exactly right. Like we, we see it as more important. But the other thing I was going to mention with time management that's helped me significantly is we are all um, creatures of habit and especially growing up with this instant gratification and technology. Um, My phone and email used to be constantly up and I would wake up in the morning And my, whatever was on my notifications would dictate my schedule, my day. And immediately you start firefighting. Once you open the text message, you know, now you're changing your schedule, then, you know, maybe you're going to head over to Instagram or wherever you are. Right. Mm -hmm. But I've been 
dictating times to check and respond to my emails, to check and respond to my phone. You know, not to mention if you have a bit of a larger organization and you have some sort of like a Slack or a Microsoft Teams, some sort of chat thread going, just all of these distractions throughout our day change the course of our schedule. And I think that makes it a lot easier to get distracted and less efficient. So I've been scheduling times. I don't have to respond to that email right away. It's not going to be the end of the world if they wait an hour, right? As long as you manage the expectations, I'll I'll respond back in 24 hours, right? Yes. That's huge. I think that's a a really big issue. And and even something as simple as not checking your phone or your email as soon as you wake up. I mean, that to me was a big shift in kind of the energy that I put forth starting the day of this panic mode of like, oh, I need to answer that right now and not, well, let me take care of the few things I have to do before my workday even actually starts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really good point and really allows you to to have some really healthy mental boundaries too, when it comes to kind of work-life balance. Completely agree. Now, if you have someone on your team that's doing sales for your business, do you have any advice for keeping those team members motivated, keeping them focused on the goals at hand? I think that if someone is working for you in that capacity, um, getting to know them as an individual uh, makes all of the difference in this motivation factor. We talk a lot about motivating other people. And I, I believe that motivation is intrinsic. I can inspire you. I don't know if I can necessarily light that fire within you. But if I can understand you as an individual, um, you know, every salesperson is going to say, I'm money motivated. Dig deeper. What are they saving for? Where do they spend their free time? What do they prioritize outside of the office? And I think that helps you pull on the correct levers when you're inspiring them to stay focused, to stay motivated. You can then reference, you know, if you're hitting this goal, here's what you're able to accomplish, or you're able to focus on some sort of point in the future with them. And I think it changes the relationship. It changes how you connect. Some people care more about time with their family than they do about the take-home pay at the end of the day. Some people care more about the client experience. Um, So just understanding them as an individual, I think goes a long way in terms of keeping them focused because you'll be able to personalize that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point. Now, kind of closing out our conversation related to sales, what do you find to be the biggest mistakes that you're seeing other business owners making? And what are your recommendations in fixing those issues? Gosh, myself included. I used to think that I had to have, or I still do on certain projects, that I have to have it all done 100% before I start. Everything has mm-hmm. to be buttoned up. And my, I have a big sign on my wall that says, just begin. 
And I think about it, you know, if you think about cleaning your house or folding laundry or for myself, like I'm recording training videos or, you know, new, new business ventures, wanting everything perfect. But if I just begin, it's that, um, Newton's law of Mm -hmm. inertia an object at rest stays at rest An object in motion stays in motion. I find if I just start at one task, if I just start cleaning the dishes, all of a sudden I'm cleaning the entire kitchen. If I just fold one basket of laundry, all of a sudden, you know, it's one thing after the the next, same with business, you know, posting on social media is so daunting. If I just start (laughs) somewhere, then there's something out there. If I just, um, if I can just put one foot in front of the other and not worry about having everything perfect, then I tend to learn a lot more and the experience is worth it tenfold in my opinion. I think that is such valuable advice and can be exactly to your point of whether it be dishes or social media (laughs) or sales, it can, it can really just drive us forward in taking action and creating more motivation and desire to take more action. So I really like that. Leslie, thank you for that. Right. Just begin, just begin. You can do it. Now, when you think about your self-care, I want, uh, you know, I'm sure sales as a role can be very demanding. And I think that that could be a role where people really don't know how to turn off or Mm -hmm. um, can let it easily take over their lives. So I want to ask, how do you like to be selfish? It's so funny. It's true. My husband is in sales as well. And uh, I give him a hard time because he sold a deal um, while we were in the hospital waiting for our daughter to be born. It is so hard to turn (laughs) off sometimes because you're always looking for that next piece of business. But um, I am a big proponent of self-care. I have a couple pronged approach to this. Like I always have to have a creative project going. It helps Mm -hmm. me exercise that part of my brain. It helps me de-stress. So whether that's, you know, organizing a get together, a charity fundraiser, or something like painting, I'm painting my kitchen cabinets. Wish me luck. <laughs> we'll see how it turns out. <laughs> but you know, that project, yeah, it keeps me happy, keeps me grounded. It's something that's challenging. Um, and then the other thing I really try to make time for, especially as a working parent anyone who has children understands this. You meet up with some friends and the the kids are there and you start telling a story or hear a story 15 times and you never actually get to the end of it. Um, I schedule no kids time (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that sounds terrible, but just being able to connect with adults about something outside of business, um, having conversation, I think keeps me whole as someone who's a very social person. And especially, you know, over the past two years, like missing that in-person connection, I'm trying to make sure to make extra time for that now. Yes. Is there anything you wish you could be doing more? Everything. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, probably common for a lot of people with the state of the world, but that, you know, like I said, those in-person connections, I want more of, um, traveling. Oh, I miss traveling. Um, 
holiday parties. If anyone's having a holiday party, like I'll save the date right invite now. Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Invite me. I miss like seeing the family getting dressed up and the excitement of all of it, but really just the, the conversations, um, the, the depth of conversations and being able to see someone's body language and, um, see how they're, they're feeling and connect with them in a different way. I, I wish I could do more of that. What is next for Leslie? Oh man, it's just the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, you know, I'm only six months in with this team at JB sales and they are so phenomenal, so talented. It's been really great to just continue to learn and grow from each of them. I get to work with awesome clients. So I think next for me, I'm working on creating some content, um, a new uh, course to add to our on-demand platform. So working on that, really excited. I'll, I'll keep you posted. Yes. Um, but I just, so many people message me from sales wondering, am I in the right profession? Is this a good fit for me? And so I think as I continue here, sales is such a phenomenal profession when it's done right. And I hope to help as many people as I possibly can find their footing and their passion to continue their growth through their sales career. And I love that you have such a passion for helping other sales reps and and really going through that career um, successfully and having the tools that you need um, to to take the right next step. So I really am so appreciative that you took the time to talk with us today, share a little bit of your insight, um, but also excited to keep in touch with you and see what is to come for you. So thank you so much, Leslie. Thank you, Allie. It has been such a pleasure. Like what you just heard? Visit us at SelfishThePodcast.com. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes today.